Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Gomes. And I'm Anna Cash. Here, we come together to bring you a podcast all about preserving food safely, easily, and dare I say perfectly at home. We are master food preservers, moms, wives, and we love talking about canning. We've decided the world needs a podcast that shares up-to-date, modern, safe information about canning, dehydrating, freezing, freeze-drying, and more. We answer listener questions, teach beginner and intermediate techniques, and share our very best tips for preserving successfully. We'll show you how to find trusted recipes, sources, and more so you never have to second-guess your preserving practices again. Ready to pan like a master preserver? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. Jenny and I are here today. We're so excited. This episode, we are going to be highlighting all about curds. If you've never made a curd or canned it, we're going to tell you how to do it, some of our favorite recipes, and why it's a little bit different than uh, some of the canning recipes that we've talked about previously. So Jenny, start us off. Like, What do you want to tell us about curd? Okay, so a curd is a egg-based, sweet and delicious, highly flavorful spread. I guess you could say you could put it in pies, it tarts, uh, in your plain yogurt. You can put it in lots of things, but it's a super smooth egg-based recipe, which seems, if especially if you're If you've never seen it canned or heard of it being canned, I can guarantee there's many of our listeners who are going to be surprised to know that there are a small number of tested canned curd recipes. And not only canned, they are water bath canned. So a tested canning recipe for curd has citrus, sugar, sometimes it has vanilla, Usually the volume of egg is four egg yolks and two whole eggs or some very close approximation to that. Citrus juice and then six tablespoons, give or take, depending on the recipe, of cold butter. So it feels like it should not be safe to water bath can, but it's been thoroughly tested and it can, in fact, be canned. It kind of goes against everything that we've said, right? Like, <laughs> I, I know. No eggs, no butter. Yeah. But these tested recipes are more for a short-term canning shelf life. So they don't recommend you keep it longer than within three to four months, you should plan to use canned lemon curd. Browning and or separation may occur with longer storage. Mm-hmm. discard anytime these changes are observed. So if it's not that bright yellow or bright green that you get from your citrus curd, whatever color it's meant to be, discard it. Right. So one good reason that we say normally that you don't can butter is because the butter in like a soup or a stew or something liquid, the butter will or the fat will climb the size of the jar and inhibit a seal. That's one reason. But in a curd, it's like all uh, incorporated in this thick mass. Not it's not too thick, but it's it's all combined, right? It's in this very thick. Yeah, it's earth. emulsified. It's emulsified. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's not that thick. It's just all emulsified. Thank you, Anna. So that concern 
isn't there yeah. anymore. There's no concern about it not sealing. And in fact, I've never canned curd that didn't seal. Knock on wood. Same. Yeah. Yeah. It just is a very high acid, right? That's we know from, I don't know which episode, episode probably number three, we talk about canning and acid. And that means that these tested canning curd recipes have to be a 4.6 or greater on the acid scale, which means they will have a lower pH value, lower number, and be more acidic than that 4.6. So that's another reason the citrus is the the type of curd that we have tested and available for canners. Yeah. And and um, in the preparation notes on the National Center for Home Food Preservation, it says, Bottled lemon juice is used to standardize acidity. Mm-hmm. Fresh lemon juice can vary in acidity and it's not recommended. So that's super important to note that you need that that bottled lemon juice. Right, right. I wanted to mention that there, I, I it feels like it was very popular, but maybe because I, I saw it once and then kept clicking on <laughs> different recipes. But uh, around Thanksgiving, I <laughs> saw recipes for cranberry curd. And I thought, ooh, that would be awesome to can that. And there are none at the time of this recording, at the very end of 2023, there are no cranberry curd recipes that we could find that were tested by any cooperative extension or any university extension office. But the recipe for cranberry curd was very similar to the citrus recipes we'll explain in detail. So if you fall in love with making curds, you could definitely check out a beautiful cranberry curd recipe and just make it fresh and not can it until there is a tested recipe available. Yeah. And and I also think that you could possibly freeze mm. your cranberry lemon curd. That might be one option. Sure. All of these recipes that I've seen make kind of a small, am- not a small amount, but just enough either for a few jars or for one tart, right? So it's kind of a small volume. So while it is awesome to can citrus mm-hmm. curd, it's not, I mean, you could just make a batch and just make a tart and enjoy it. You know, you don't have to can everything. <laughs> yes. Right. And and having to use it within three to four months is kind of a time constraint as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's up to you if if it's something you want to have just to try and mm-hmm. can it. During my Master Food Preserver program class, we did, I want to say, pie crust with lemon curd mm. and then raspberry jam on top. Oh, get out like of that. town. And it was so good. It's bomb. Whipped cream. It was just like, oh, yeah, I could eat that every day. <laughs> so I got on this kick. Because my friend and photographer, Della Hayden of Circle Bar Photography, now lives south of me at the tip top of the Central Valley of California. And she has her own personal lemon trees producing an abundance of delightful Meyer lemons every winter. And she gave me a grocery sack. This is last year. Stuffed with lemons. I could not believe how gracious, how wonderful And I made a ton of lemon curd. And I'm telling you what, there is nothing that compares. It is, it isn't a class all by itself. It's such a different preserve, right? And even if you can it and okay, fine, you have to eat it in three months. It was just such a treat. So sunny, so delicious, so smooth. In a second, we'll, we'll explain the process, but uh, just there's a, a few steps involved with making it be as super smooth as possible. And it was worth every, 
every bit of effort for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So let's dive in. Let's talk about how we can lemon curd. Okay. The recipe I'm going to be talking about is from, like I said, the National Center for Home Food Preservation. It's just under lemon curd, canned lemon curd. There are not very many ingredients, but Mm. it is super fine sugar, lemon zest, which I love. Um, It's optional, but I mean, it's so good in it. Do it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One cup of bottled lemon juice. Three quarters cup unsalted butter, chilled, seven large egg yolks, and four large whole eggs. So it's it's quite a quite a few eggs, quite a few yolks, mm-hmm. and then you you also need some special equipment, and I'm going to tell you about it now. Lemon zester, a balloon whisk. I don't know. I just used a regular just whisk, a whisk, but just whisk. It's up to you. Yeah, <laughs> one and a half quart double boiler. And if you don't have that, you can always just, you know, fill um, a sauce pot with mm-hmm. water. And then I I will put like a metal bowl over the top with my mixture so that some of that is being submerged in the boiling water. Let's see what else. Oh, a thermometer measuring up to at least 180 degrees, glass or stainless steel mixing bowl, silicone spatula or cooking spoon, and equipment for boiling water canning. So not too too difficult. Like if you do a fair amount of cooking in your kitchen, you should have all of these quote unquote special equipment needed. Right. Keep going, Anna. You're telling us everything we need to know. Okay. So you need to prep your jars. You need to fill four half pint jars with warm soapy water, rinse well, and keep hot until ready to fill. Then you're going to fill your boiling water canner um, enough to cover the jars by one to two inches. And you don't want it to be boiling. You want to use your thermometer to preheat the water to 180. It also says, caution, do not heat the water in the canner to more than 180 degrees Fahrenheit before jars are added. If the water in the canner is too hot when jars are added, the process time will not be long enough. The time it takes for the canner to reach boiling after the jars is added is expected to be 25 to 30 minutes for this product. Process time starts after the water in the canner comes to a full boil over the tops of the jars. You're going to combine the sugar and lemon zest in a small bowl, Mm -hmm. stir and mix and set aside for about 30 minutes because you want that sugar to really dissolve or that lemon zest to really penetrate the sugar. Mm -hmm. And then you are going to get your double boiler ready. And it also mentions that the water should not boil vigorously or touch the bottom of the top of the double boiler pan. Steam produced should be sufficient for the cooking process to occur. So I was wrong. You don't want the water to touch the bottom of your double boiler. It's just the steam. Let me interject. That is such a mystery when you're trying to use, when you're using a double boiler. It's very hard to know (laughs) what's happening inside this opaque saucepan of water. So don't get like, don't get too hung up. Don't say like, oh, that's it. I can't make curd because it is hard for everyone to know how much water. Yeah. So you don't, I mean, yeah, just do your best. But the thing that you're trying to avoid with curd is scrambling the eggs. That is the thing that you are trying to avoid. That's what all this is preventing is the eggs from scrambling, which I can't think of a whole lot that's more disgusting sounding than scrambled eggs in your lemon curd. So you definitely want to try and be monitoring your temperatures. And that's exactly (laughs) 
That's exactly why you don't want scrambled eggs in your curd. So you're going to try and keep the water in the saucepan from touching the bottom of the double boiler bowl. But keep going, Anna. You're doing great. Yeah. And and you want it to boil gently. You don't want this right. like raging boil underneath. Like Jen right. said, you do not want these eggs to cook. So you're going to start whisking all of the egg yolks and whole eggs together until it's thoroughly mixed. And then you're going to add the sugar and zest until mm-hmm. it's really smooth and gorgeous. Then you're going to blend in the lemon juice and add the butter pieces to the mixture. So this is all happening. All this combination is happening over the double boiler. You're mixing the eggs and the sugar and the zest and the lemon juice all over the double boiler. Overheat, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because you're just, what you're doing is you're slowly tempering and combining these ingredients without bringing it to a raging boil, right? Right, You want your sugar to slowly melt into it. You want your eggs to slowly temper and come up to a warmer temperature without cooking them. And then lastly, you want to incorporate the butter. Right. And then you're going to use your silicone spatula and you are going to continue to stir and prevent the mixture from sticking to the bottom of the pan Yeah, until it reaches a temperature of 170 degrees. And it's super important that you don't go above that. Like we said, And then you're going to gently stir that curd for about five minutes. You're going to take it off of the heat, set it on top of a dish towel on your countertop. You don't want to shock it by putting it on a cold surface. Yeah. And then you just, you just strain that curd through a mesh strainer Mm -hmm. into a glass or stainless steel bowl. And then you toss your discarded zest or you can just eat it (laughs) like (laughs) I do. Yes. Yeah. Then, then you just fill your jars with the hot strained curd, and then you're gonna just prepare it, like it says in the recipe, for processing times and altitudes. It doesn't take too long for zero to a thousand feet in elevation. It's only fifteen minutes, Mm -hmm. and then a thousand to six thousand feet is twenty minutes. So there's not that like incrementally Mm -hmm. those time increments with altitude like you see in some recipes it's only a five minute difference between a thousand feet and six thousand feet right and then above six thousand feet is 25 minutes so i think they just don't want to risk you know cooking it for too long in your water bath canner because it is such a delicate thing that you're canning Mm -hmm. and now a quick word about our courses want to learn more about canning check out our video courses Anna's beginner and advanced canning courses are available at smarthomecanning.com and Jenny teaches super fast steam canning at startcanning.com. Use the code POD25, that's P-O-D-25, to get 25% off those courses today. The book that I used to first discover these canning recipes was Marisa McClellan's Food in Jars, Preserving in Small Batches Year-Round. She's a thought leader in the canning space, and I love all of her books. But she has several helpful notes at the beginning of her curd section uh, in her book. And she points Mm. out that you should can in a jar no larger than a pint. And it would behoove you to use a half pint or even the little bitty four ounce jars 
to ensure that the heat is penetrating properly. Because this is not as thick as a pumpkin puree, let's say, which you cannot can in any circumstance. But it is on the thick side, right? So you definitely don't want to think you're going to go big and do a quart, okay? So just a, a pint is as large as you can or should preserve in. And then she also mentions again that it has a shelf life of three or four months. And her recommendation at the beginning of the section is to seek out the best quality and freshest eggs and butter you can afford, which by golly, the grocery prices have really Mm -hmm. done something in the last 12 months, right? Everything's a lot more expensive. But if you have access to very fresh eggs, or best quality butter, that will give you a superior product. And I also wanted to note, don't skip the straining step. I'm a person who, when given the option of skipping a step like straining, I often would skip it. But you should not skip straining your curd because it will catch any tiny bit of scrambled egg that you might have accidentally scrambled, and it will pull out the zest. It will... It's a worthwhile step, and it gives you the smoothest curd you've ever slid a spoon into. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love those tips, Jenny. Thank you. And I need to check out her book, uh, Marisa McClellan's Food in Jars. I absolutely love following her on social media, and I just need to break down and get a book. Uh, Yeah, well, ask Santa. It's a good one. Her three recipes are the Meyer lemon curd, like (laughs) you explained explained a zesty lime curd and an orange vanilla. So she includes the addition of of one vanilla bean split scraped. You know, you include the the vanilla in the in the mixture. So those are her curd recipes available. Anna, are you looking at at a cooperative extension site right now? Can you tell the listeners the specific citrus curd recipes that you see that are tested? Yes, let me So I'm on the lemon curd, but let me grab the other ones because I know that there are other curd recipes. I know that there's a lime curd, a lemon curd. There is a citrus curd, which is a mixture of citruses. Mm. Citrusi. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just citrus. Yep. That's what they have on on their website. And which website is that? Uh, National Center for Home Food Preservation. Perfect. Yep. So while it's it may seem daunting to do something that's so, I don't want to say precious, but something that's a smaller batch, it's I think there is something really lovely about doing something so specific, right? Right. Like you can can potatoes and do, you know, 20 quarts in a day, but like this is so small and so gorgeous like mm-hmm. I, and it just makes it that much more special just like Jenny said she gets these lemons from a friend like i i think that's what makes food and food preserving special is just mm-hmm. the stories that go along with it and and the ability to to be in a part of a community that right that has food i don't know yeah no it's it's uh, you're exactly right like it's it's not the same process as canning you know, enough quarts to cover your dining table. This is a a little bit of a labor of love. It's not hard. I would, I don't want to have our uh, episode listeners think, oh, this canning curd is really hard. I don't think it was hard at all. And I, again, I'm famously a corner cutter. Uh, I didn't find it to be hard. You just have to be mindful of 
getting it hot, but not too hot and whisking, whisking, whisking. And you know, you've done it right when the curd mixture is as thick as sour cream. And the very first time I was doing it, I was whisking and whisking and I like was shouted to my husband, like, get a container of sour cream out, please. <laughs> Let me see. How thick is this? Is this as, as thick as sour cream? And it was. <laughs> it was as thick as sour cream. Nice. But it's, yeah, it's not hard. It's not difficult. It's There are harder, more difficult things to can. So if you have access to good citrus and you can get your hands on some good fresh eggs and some good butter, it is, it's so nice. Like think about like the dead of winter in February and you open a jar and it's so sunny and so bright and very a very summery flavor. And you can put it on, I love mine on plain yogurt. It's so good. It's so much better than just, lemon yogurt. You know what I mean? It's a mile better. It's delicious. Right. Yep. I can't think of a better thing to make a tart out of. It's mm-hmm. just so lovely. Ugh, it's a it's a treat. It's a special preserve for sure. And it's ideal for wintertime because citrus tends to be readily available in the winter. So dear listeners, we hope that you make a curd. If you make a curd and can it, tag us on social media so we can see it. Or you can send an email and we would love to know about it. But we hope you loved this episode. That's our show. We don't want you to miss an episode, so please be sure to subscribe. If you found this episode helpful and informative, please give our show a rating and review. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps our show grow. Follow us on social media at Smart Home Canning and at The Domestic Wildflower. Email your preserving questions to perfectly preserved podcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer your questions on the show thanks so much for listening stay tuned for our next episode released every week